This is a Demon FM podcast. You are listening to Have You Seen It? with Tom, Ellis and Dan. Hello and welcome back to another instalment of the Have You Seen It? podcast. It is me, Tom. And me, Dan. Still, with no Ellis today. Yes, unfortunately. Um, yeah, he's uh, very busy. He's a very busy lad. Yeah, no worries. We're, we're still here for you to give you all your movie goodness yes. and... Uh, have a breakdown of what the box office is doing, what you can look forward to come the weekend, and some reviews. Yes. Isn't it? So, yeah, it's been an interesting week. We've had a few good openings. Um, which we'll get to on which we'll get, that is. Which we'll get to, yeah. Uh, but it's just been, been a mad, it's just been a sort of a, just another, there's another sort of weekend in film, in, in film. It's just been great. It's been great. I've I've seen, uh, I've seen my, my film, which is going to be revealed, uh, after which is going to be revealed after the box office and you have seen three i th- have three films three new releases um which one of them is uh, going to talk about this week but before we before we get started on those why don't we just do the box office with some uh, with some uh, announcements Yes, um, so the Oscars are on February 9th, mm. as we have previously mentioned last week on a longer show. But that means that Oscar boosts happen this weekend, which means that a number 16 Ford v Ferrari was up 43.7% rather than going down like a normal film would uh, at $1.1 million. It had a $1.1 1.3 million four day. Uh, currently, it's at 113.1 million domestic, 102.9 international. Put those together, and you have 216 million dollars for Ford v Ferrari. Quite a good performance. Yeah, that's a good boost. That's yeah, a, that's a good. That's a good injection. Well, talking of good boosts, mm. Jojo Rabbit. Yeah. 1.4 million dollars, up 587 percent from last weekend. Yeah. Um, it had a 1.7 million four day. And it's at 23.8 million domestic, 20 million international, 43.8 worldwide. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's really good. I feel like that's quite low for Jojo Rabbit. Yeah, well, it's, it's still sort of like more, isn't it? I mean, it's, it's getting widely recognised, although the, the figure is is quite low. Yeah. It's... Uh, it's it's in, like indicative that it's like performance is 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 still people are still cutting out and watching it people are still enjoying it although you know it is getting sort of a slower sort of you know slower in terms of its performance it's it's still going going strong at number 14 we have weathering with you with 1.73 million dollars uh, over the three day it did two million over the four day uh, but what's uh, really good about this uh, it had a, a a debut on 486 screens well theaters at number 14 for the weekend but over wednesday and thursday it was in just over a thousand screens where it did 1.5 million for both days um so it did 1.5 million on wednesday and 1.5 million million on thursday and it has a 5.1 domestic take so far currently it's 177 million international uh worldwide is standing at 182.1 million dollars very solely pushed up by japan yeah that's that's really good though it did 160 million in in japan yeah it isn't the highest grossing film well i don't think it's going to be the highest grossing film overall in japan i think Mm. that will go to frozen 2 for the year yeah just because frozen one is currently the highest grossing japanese hollywood release yeah Uh, we are 250 million dollars but this is a very very good performance 
uh, in the US. I think it did similarly well in the UK. Yeah, yeah. It's um no uh I heard I'd heard about it quite a quite a while back now uh before it was before it was released I knew and I hadn't seen your name which I need to before I see this one but it looked quite interesting yeah well this did release in Japan in like May last year yeah so it's been a while since it um Origin- came out. yeah originally yeah um but what we might be talking about next week is another foreign film mm. Detective Chinatown Two. Oh, um, because that's poised to do well next week yeah. at the US and UK box office, as well as uh, maybe do a 200 million opening in China. Oh, that's so, good. That's good. We might be talking a lot more about foreign films because the, the, the film industry is going a lot more global. Yes. Yeah. It's much more, it's sort of like much more attention being paid to, uh, you know, outside, like out, other, uh, other countries, productions, uh, and you know, there's a lot more demand, uh, especially with uh, Japanese anime and uh, and I think Chinese, uh, well, specifically Asian product. Um, that is that is that is going to you know give give our sort of box office a good sort of a good I don't know I don't know what you call it good like rate like range in terms of the the type of films that you see on there. Yeah. So we're going to have a good split. Well, talking about uh, international film. Mm. Parasite. Yes. Currently the favourite to win Best Foreign Film. It was up 82.9% on the three day at $1.74 million, just beating out Weathering With You. And over the four days, it was at $2.2 million, which brings its domestic haul to $28.2 million. Uh, currently internationally, it's at $111.2 million. And worldwide, if you bring that all together, it's 139.4 million. Very, very good. Yeah, very solid. Yeah, I think this is probably going to cross 150 soon. Mm, Yeah. Um, Especially when it's released here in the UK, I think it's going to do quite well here. I think it's, I think, I think Parasite is going to be sort of like the new, like, sort of the new standard for, for, you know, sort of like, Asian product being recognized in film festivals and then once that hype get, gets going it allows more and more people to see it in the US which which is really good and then when it comes out over here people are going to see it because they've heard so much great things from the US and it just keeps going on like it just keep going on like that I don't think I've seen this much success since the original Old Boy came out, which was 2003. It's the same, you know, South Korean film. Um, so that's really good for Parasite. Yeah, not only is um, Parasite doing extremely well at the box office, but if you look on Letterboxd at the moment, Parasite is currently the highest rated film on Letterboxd as a whole. The actual rating is 4.6 out of 5. That's, that's good. That's with 99,000 five star ratings. <laughs> that's 229 people. Mm. Okay. people yeah. have seen it wow. on box. that's an amazing achievement yeah it is it is and it just gives me gets me more I, like I, I'm ready to see it now yeah I'm ready to see it now I don't come out until like February here so we're going to have to wait a bit longer not too long just a bit as soon as the Oscars happen yeah as soon as the Oscars are happen and are out of the way they'll go on to release it yeah. over here, hopefully. Um, so number five, we're going to jump straight up from 13 to five. Yep. With Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. Star Wars Tross. Down 45% over the three day with $8.4 million. Yeah. Damn. Um, 
Four it's day. at ten point six for the four day. Mm-hmm. Uh, currently, domestically, it's skirting the five hundred million line at four hundred forty nine. No, four hundred ninety four point two million dollars. International, that's five hundred thirty four point six. Worldwide, it's at one point zero two nine billion dollars. Um, it think I'm pretty sure it's passed a billion since we last. Yes, yes, it has. Yeah, yes. Uh, it you know from week to week, you know, it's, it's it was given that it would happen, wasn't it? Is it is it was it was sealed that it would at least get uh get over a billion, but it's the amount of weeks that it's taking to do that is uh, a bit um, problematic with the studio because uh, it's one of their biggest releases, um, uh, and it, it was at the end of the year. It's uh now we're on the twentieth. That's a month. It's gotten to a billion in in just under a month. Which if I was Disney, I'd be like kind of scared. Not really kind of scared, but you know, just like kind of disappointed in that performance. Uh, you know, not scared because you know Disney has money. Uh, we all know that, but disappointed that it's taken this like that long to get to a billion. Yeah. Overall, I mean, this is the the final um in the Skywalker saga, as they say. Mm. They were trying to make it seem like a final thing, like this is yeah. the end of the Skywalker series, and it just didn't work <laughs> in marketing the film. I mean, obviously, it's marketed well enough yeah. that it got a billion dollars, mm. but I'm pretty sure what you're going to see next is this is just going to fall off the map in the next couple of weeks. Not only because, obviously, next weekend is the, the Bad Boys is going to rule over again. Yes. Uh, I think that's the 24th, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. And the next weekend is the 31st. I think the weekend you're going to see the biggest drop is going to be the weekend of February 7th, which is when Birds of Prey is going to be releasing. Yeah. I think DC is going to make this go down yeah, quite yeah. a lot. So the, uh, the release date for Birds of Prey is the 7th. Of February. February. And then later, they've got uh, Wonder Woman, 1984, 5th of June. Yes. So they have quite a they have a quite packed year. Just those two films alone, they've got quite a packed year. And they're, they're doing a lot for, um, you know, it's it's basically they're trying to course correct. Yeah. Um, as we've sort of said before. And, you know, Birds of Prey, like people have responded to Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn in a positive way a new trailer came out a week two weeks ago people were quite excited for that it's got new social media drives um so yeah it's looking all right for warner brothers i'm not sure how the performance i think it'll do pretty well i think this is going to drop very very soon yeah uh number four we have jumanji the next level at 9.6 million dollars then 32 percent from last weekend and a really good drop at 12.6 million for the four day yeah 273.5 million domestically so far 438.3 million international and you mix that all together and it's finally reached 700 million at 711.8 million dollars worldwide yeah that's really that's really good this is this is this is the film this is the film that's gradually built up like like over the last couple of weeks it's like really sort of it's not going away anytime soon and i think we shouldn't really be surprised about that no do you know what other film did that Jumanji. Jumanji. Welcome to the jungle. Yeah, yeah. It was a surprise hit. Uh, it stayed in the box office for a really long time, surprisingly long time, and its its sequel is 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 
is looking to do just that again. Well, it is doing that. Yeah. Right now. Right now. As we speak. $711.8 million. Yeah. That's really, really good. Either way you look at it, it's a massive success. Yeah. Um, even when you compare it to Welcome to the Jungle, obviously this one wasn't going to do as well as Welcome to the Jungle. No. Welcome to the Jungle was kind of a reintroduction to Jumanji. It wasn't like a... <laughs> Welcome to the Jungle was, this is how Jumanji's going to be now. Yeah. And then most people liked it. Yeah, I liked it. So like, that just this number just shows that most people liked it. Most people are going to go and see it again. Yeah. And I'm sure if yeah. there's a fourth one. People will go and see that as well. Yeah. At number three, we have uh, one of our favourite movies, probably, of the last year. Yeah. I would say this is one of my favourite of last year. 1917, with $22.1 million, down 40%. Quite a, a good draw. Not as well as it could have been, but this is still a, quite a good draw. Yeah. yeah. Uh, $27 million for the four-day. Uh, $81.8 million domestically. It's definitely going to cross $100 million. Mm. $61.5 million international. $143.5 worldwide. Yeah. So that's a 40, 40%. That's not, that's not too, that's not bad, is it? That's no. Right. It's quite, kind of right where this type of film would like want to be. It's still. Yeah. I mean, I was hoping for a, a tiny bit smaller, maybe like 35, 30. Yeah. But this is, this is nothing to. It's nothing to worry about, is it? Yeah. Yeah. No. There's nothing to worry about. It's going to cross 100 million domestic very, very quickly. Yes. Um, probably next weekend. Which I'm excited for because, yeah. you know, we love this film and it's great. I could see 250 Go watch worldwide it. soon. 250. Yeah. All right. Not a bad, not a bad judgment. No. Number two, we have Do Little. Yep. Uh, which did little this weekend. Yes. For the box office. It did. With $22.5 million for the three that up only around 0.4 million dollars from 1917 <laughs> yeah uh, 30 million for the four day that's up 3 million from 1917 so that's yeah that's that's, that, that's up yeah i wouldn't be surprised if we saw number three and two switch for the three day when the numbers come out but then we have 27.3 million international which brings the worldwide total to an amazing 57.3 million dollars yeah. worldwide and what is the budget 175 million this is oh god no this I, I don't i don't know what universal's doing neither do i i don't know what they're doing they've already had not even a a month after cats yeah. <laughs> uh there and they've got fair enough to them they've they had one of the most sort of the sort of biggest stars on the planet Robert Downey Jr. and they had a good voice cast for this uh, this this kind of live action animated romp. If you don't know what this is, this is the uh, another uh, another sort of a remake of uh, the classic Doctor Doolittle story uh, with Robert Downey Jr. Um, but this is the, this is from the guy that did um, um, Gold, that Matthew McConaughey drama. I saw that in the cinema, and apparently, I I, I heard that he had. He had a mental breakdown whilst 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 making this film, which doesn't really bode well for the you know, producers of the producers of the film. But Universal should be very very scared. Yeah, I mean, if you've looked at the Rotten Tomatoes, it's I'm pretty sure it's lower than Cats. Mm, I think it is eighteen. Eighteen, yes. I was going to say thirteen, but. Then you said 18. Yeah. yeah, it went up from 30. It was as low as 13. It was 13, yeah. Um, but it did rebound a tiny bit at 18. Mm. I'm pretty sure Cat's got 20%. Yeah. Although this got a much better um, cinema score at B. B, yeah. 
um, which could mean it should be okay with legs. We could see maybe this, yeah. Could see this do eighty maybe. Yeah, but there's, I don't think there's any way that they can recoup the amount of money they've poured into this film. One hundred seventy-five is no joke. Is no joke, and it's. It, I'm not sure if it's going to be sad or funny. Maybe a little bit of both when they find out that that will not happen. <laughs> the thing is, you've put $175 million into this film. Yeah. And then you dump it in January. Yeah. <laughs> which is normally not a very yeah. robust it's, box office is, month. Yeah. Traditionally, people uh, uh, films released that don't really tend to perform well. Um, you know. Yeah. And, uh, of course, do little. I mean, this is still the thirteenth biggest Martin Luther King opening. Mm-hmm. Um, but what's number two for the biggest MLK openings is number one, which is Bad Boys for Life. Yes, uh, it brought in a very stellar fifty nine point two million dollars for the three day, and uh. It's currently the estimate is sixty eight point one million dollars. Yeah, that's the estimate. But what I've been hearing is that it might. That's what I've in the end have a seven in front of it. Yeah, yeah. I've taught, I've sort of been listening to some Hollywood sort of like inside and this, and they're not. They won't be surprised if this this yeah. this does hit that figure, which is really really good. Yeah, really good. Um, so it's at thirty eight point six million international, uh, which brings it. Global debut to $106.7 million. Uh, it's currently the second biggest January opening uh, behind American Sniper, mm-hmm. which you can kind of argue isn't really a January opening. Yeah. It did yeah. release in December. Mm. Yeah. Um, but it's also the second biggest Martin Luther King weekend opening as well. Yeah. And I also have a little chart. Um, so number five in the... Uh, Martin Luther King openings is Cloverfield, which opened in 2008 to $46.1 million. Last year's Glass is at number four with $46.5 million. Mm-hmm. Ride Along from 2014 is at number three with $48.6 million. Bad Boys for Life, obviously, this year, 2020, at $68.1 million. And then if you look at American Sniper, right up there, $107.2 million yeah. for its 2015 expansion. Because mm-hmm. uh, it was released in 2014. I find it kind of weird that they count it as an opening. Yes, that's weird. I guess it's a what it's a white Yeah. Is it a white it's a, it's a wider opening. It well it is I think that was the first time it was went wide. Yeah. But American Sniper is such a weird story at the box office. Mm-hmm. Like it opened <laughs> After like being um, in limited release for a few weeks, it opened in January at like $89 million for the three day, 107 for the four day. Yeah. And then it ended up doing like well over $300 million. This isn't going to get close to like <laughs> to that, no. that. Yeah. But this is probably going to do 200, 250. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's definitely going to stay up there for the next two weeks, maybe yeah. even three. Um, uh, not three. We mm-hmm. do. Well, actually. Maybe. It's going to stay in like, I'd, I'd, you know, definitely top five. Yeah. Probably not one. Probably going to be one next week. Uh, Probably going to slip down to two. Well, now I think of it, I was thinking that... In the second week. Bird of Prey was closer than it actually was. Definitely. It's just it's just the amount of people that were, you know, that I've known who's seen it, were very surprised with how good Bad Boys for Life was. Yeah. Uh, excited they were, because they didn't think they wanted more Bad Boys, but there they are. 
and it turned out to be really good. And direct the directors are really making a name for themselves because you know, um, doing a bad boys film, picking up from where Michael Bay left off, mm. uh, and with a with a franchise that is kind of sort of not really revered, but you know, certainly remembered, is a tough challenge. But you had Martin Lawrence and will smith there to bring like to bring those characters back and uh, obviously people are taking to that and that's really good yeah as we were talking about last weekend this one has a budget of 90 million dollars mm. well the last one had a budget of 130 yes um but this one it's definitely gonna make money i mean there's no question about it yeah um it's just how much money is it gonna make really is the question mm-hmm. um and i imagine quite a bit yeah i'd you know a couple of like in like next few weeks look look to us to talk about this in the top five yeah i mean you know it's it's gonna happen and all the flops that are coming out yeah um there is quite a lot of january flops happening obviously we've already had underwater um we have do a little now yes um i unfortunately the gentleman and the turning are probably gonna flop next yeah. weekend mm-hmm. the turning maybe not because i don't know the budget on that yeah. probably has a low budget It'd be interesting to see how americans react to the gentleman i don't think it's gonna because be special y- to them. you know like they didn't really like you know his last one king arthur and they're not really like fam- like familiar with like his his sort of er- earlier work i'm just generalizing here but you know it's 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 for an american to go and see it like a sort of a, sort of a british film with big star matthew mcconaughey in it there's not going to be much fanfare to be fair, I to, think. to be fair to Guy Ritchie, it's a lot better than King Arthur. Yes, <laughs> um, I mean he can do anything, and it'll be miles better than releases. We have three new releases coming out. The first of which we we should start with the smallest one. Yes, we should. We we are going to start with yes. um the which one do you think is going to be the smallest one? The Turning. Oh. Maybe or maybe not, but we've got we've got our first one up here. It is the personal history of David Copperfield, the new, um, the the new sort of uh, Charles Dickens kind of take with Deb Patel as David Copperfield. I've seen the trailer for this. Like I've seen the trailer for this. I thought it looked. I thought it looked good. I'm not. Gonna, I'm not gonna lie. And it from, looks alright. Yeah, <laughs> you know Ian Uchi who made uh, Death of Stalin, which I didn't really like. I per- personally i didn't i don't really like Death of stalin um this looks this looks to me sort of like much more you know much more but like you know it's it's old it's like old style like comedy really it's old style is there's a lot of there's a lot of like practical stuff there's a lot of witty jokes and it's just it's just i think Ian it really knows comedy he knows how to he knows how to do it and pull it off in a way that is actually funny which you don't really get nowadays with like today's kind of comedy you do get them in once in the blue moon but uh you know it's it's very hard yeah. nowadays but i think uh i think he's uh, on track we are getting two of these um old style comedies mm-hmm. in one yeah uh with this and also emma yep in february um i think i like the look of emma better than the yeah okay um, fair enough this i mean i'll i'll see it because obviously it has dev patel it has peter capaldi tilda swinton's in this yeah has it has everybody in it yeah there's some <laughs> really good gwendolyn christie yeah obviously um she's brianna of tarth and also that um wasted character in star wars yes um but i also like the death of stalin myself yeah a lot of people did a lot of people really really liked it i just thought that I just thought that it wasn't really. I don't think that the comedy was like quite, quite there.
there. Uh, the actors were really, really good, um, you know, and the performances were 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 quite good. But I think like it lacked in a bit of a bit of the comedy for me. I didn't really. It's not that I didn't get it, but it's just that I mean, it's not my type of my type of sort of thing. It was very unknown. It's kind kind of sort of like kind of. It was very pedestrian, pedestrian for what it was, but you know, people really liked it, which is really good. Yeah, and I hope people will like this one uh, equally or not even even better. Well, currently, yeah, seventy four on Metascore. That's good, quite good. Um, with one person giving it a hundred. Um, but yeah, of fifteen reviews, that's quite good. Yeah, I'm sure it'll get more reviews very very soon. Mm-hmm. We'll either trend that up or down. Who knows? Yes, yes. That... Um, not many people have seen it yet. Yeah, not many people have seen it. Um, uh, but um, I'll probably see it. I've, I'll probably see it. No, oh, a couple of days after it comes out, I suppose, because I wasn't really, I wasn't really looking forward to it. Then I saw the trailer. And I was like, yes, <laughs> this is this is my type of film. Now, moving on uh, from David Copperfield, we have uh, a little, so a little known film which I only saw, I saw I saw bits of the trailer in a bit of marketing. I only saw the full trailer this morning. Yeah. Uh, it's called um, it's called uh, the turning. Um, it's based on uh, the turning of the screw and is about is is like as like a haunted like mansion mystery type of film yeah. with uh, oh um, I reckon oh, what's her name is she on there because uh, I recognised when I saw her in the trailer I recognised face but I'm not quite sure of the name Mackenzie Davis Mackenzie Davis um, it's I don't you know it's or is it projected at 50, 55 no, no, not even close. Not even 12, close to that. Twelve point five. Twelve point five. But it's 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 another you know January horror film. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. This one looks better than The Grudge. Mm. Uh, it has Finn Wolfhard in it as well. It, it does. Yeah, Stranger Things. Yeah. So this that's gonna pull a few people in at least. Mm. I don't know what else is there that's gonna. Yeah, it's about it's about a woman who comes to take take care of these these two sort of little uh, two sort of children, and then thing weird things start happening with them, and it's all a big yeah. big horror film. It's but, also directed by a woman, which is nice. Yeah, kind of rooting for it now, mm-hmm. helping it as well. Um, this year is actually quite a good year for uh, films directed by women. It is, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, it might not be at the end of it if the box office goes too badly, but I imagine I imagine it's gonna continue yeah because we have a we have a lot of we have a lot of heavy hitters yeah. uh directed by directed by women um as a as a as i have mentioned uh patty jenkins is coming back to do the wonder woman sequel we have uh, nikki caro doing the new uh live action mulan yeah uh, i think like elizabeth is it elizabeth um banks banks elizabeth banks and we have who's oh, we have the invisible man as well yes which is which is going to be an interesting one when it comes to it i don't think i'm gonna i, I saw the trailer for the turning and you know it just looked like a very very bland and kind of basic horror film i think it might do well because obviously you said because it's got finn wolfhard in it yeah from stranger things uh that might that might turn some people to you know go and see it but you know i'm not really that interested well our last one is oh, the grudge is the grudge we talked a little bit about this a couple of weeks back um unfortunately unfortunately um but it's coming out here now well uh on friday as all of these films are but is there anything more we can say about this that hasn't been said already so this one is a weird one it's got Sarah Westwood it's got John Cho in it yeah I thought 
Chan Chow is probably going to be all right. Currently, it's 48 with on Metascore. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've got some other metrics here. So the critic score on Rotten Tomatoes is 17%. And the verified audience score is 23%. <laughs> uh, uh, 2.17 yeah. out of 5 average. It's a 4 out of 10 on IMDb. Yeah. And it got an F cinema score. Yeah. So it does not bode well for this film, then, is what you're trying to tell me. So those are those are the big three films. I want to flag up, actually, Uncut Gems. I want to flag up Uncut Gems because although that's coming out on the 31st of January on Netflix, yeah. it is out uh, this Friday at Phoenix. Well, what I'll do mm. is also in select theatres um, before its release Yeah, uh, is... A complete opposite film. Because yeah. if we're mentioning Netflix films, uh, this one deserves to get a mention as well. Miss Americana. Yes. Uh, a Taylor Swift documentary. Right. Uh, that's releasing in select theatres also. Yeah. So you can either be a film student <laughs> and watch or, Uncut Gems. Yeah. Or a Taylor Swift fan and go and watch Miss Americana. Or you can watch both. Or you can watch both. They're great. But Uncut Gems, um, I, um, I don't sort of like it. So I haven't seen it yet. But that is, if you want to go and see that and if you're in that Leicester area, that is running from Friday the 24th to this Friday until next Thursday. Just at sort of, just just at night so that's at phoenix yeah. uh that's where i'll be watching it i'll probably watch it again once it comes on to netflix just to like see it again but i want to have that big screen feeling yes then it'll be nabbed up by netflix it will be and it's coming out on netflix on the 31st that's um that's all for the releases this it week is um but not, uh, um not six or seven like last week no no um so that's so that's good now we're going to yeah. Although, have you seen what, how many releases are coming out on the 31st? There's a lot. There is so much. There's a lot coming out on the 31st. Ellis, Ellis um, Tom and I are going to have a lot to talk about. Yeah, we will. And it's going to think it's gonna be another bumper episode because yeah. how many things we've got to talk about now. But moving swiftly on. Um, Taylor Swiftly on. Taylor Swiftly on. I'm going to be talking about uh, some films that we have been uh, watching over the over the weekend indeed um and on friday i went to phoenix to go and see jojo rabbit yes now i'd heard a lot of things good and bad uh about this film going a lot of people like it a lot of people think it's not very good i'm in the very very good camp um uh robbie bad word to use no i'm i'm i think it's very good i'm gonna cut out the part that i said before (laughs) yeah i'm not gonna use the word camp to talk about this film that's 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 a pretty good thing but uh a lot of people a lot of people didn't like it notably um robbie collin who was uh on uh, five live talking about it when it came out uh near like new year's new year's day those are the new releases then he hated it and had got into a massive argument with his co-star who thought it uh, from his co-host that uh, thought it was really good and they were just bickering back and forth back. it's very entertaining I might um, have to start a Twitter spat with Robbie Collin yeah Robbie Robbie Collin um, I like Robbie Collin he's a good Scottish man knows what he's talking about um, but I when I saw it I, so I had these thoughts running around in my head thinking oh is it going to be good I kind of fell in love with it like literally in the first couple of minutes <laughs> it's it's just it's just so it's the the word I'd use to, to, to describe this is absurdist, and it's supposed to be absurdist, um, because you know it's not, it's not you know it's it's a really tricky subject to sort of get around. It was going to be always a hard a hard sell, which I said in my written written review, um, 
when I posted that. Uh, it was always going to be a hard sell to anybody. Uh, and it just depends on what your kind of where your boundaries are. If you don't mind, like uh, people are going to be offended. There's, yeah. there's no, there's no, there's no question about it. But it's just like a case of where you stand on, you know, like satire. Yeah. Um, it's, it's. I think the performances. Roman Griffin Davis is amazing. I think he should have got a nod for best actor. Yeah, Scarlett Johansson is really, really good. Yes, S- solidly good. She, she, that performance. Is really good because of the 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 seriousness and when she plays about sort of like and jokes with her son it's very touching and quite funny um also um tom zim mckenzie who plays the young jewish girl uh who's hiding in uh a, a part of a part of uh, Scarlett Johansson's Rosie's house, little cubby hole. Uh, little cubby hole. She's also really, also really good. She's sort of a good sort of like strong, like, like, like she plays jo- she plays jokes on him as well. But like, it's sort of it's much more, you know, it's much more serious. And sort of when she realizes what's going on, she calms down a bit. And she's like, she's she's really good. Taika Waititi as Adolf, who in this film is Jojo's imaginary friend, is just the is just absurd. He's meant to be. He's he's like he's very childish. He's very sort of like or is he acts like a child, but that's what I'm thinking is, you know, that's how a ten year old boy would see Adolf Hitler. Uh, you know, like a a boy who who, you know, is like highly indoctrinated into into uh like uh the the nazi party and you know who would see uh who would see its leader as sort of uh like a like a great person would you know like they would fall like fall around i mean they joke to each other they're, there's a lot of physical stuff that he does which is very very funny yeah um when he kicks the chair when he kicks the chair um and it the film itself carries with it like a whimsical kind of thing because everything about it the the town which they live in is very bright yeah very colorful um and i'm glad you brought that up because taco watiti himself is like oh i want this to be bright and colorful the production the sets Mm. i want to be bright and colorful because that's what germany looked like in the 30s yes in the in the weimar republic era uh, before before uh, the war started, uh, it was like that. It was very colourful. There were loads of there were loads of like, is very very vibrant, very very bustling, uh, and it's 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 just sort of like to like the filmmaking. It's uh, Taika Waititi as a director knows how to direct comedy, knows how knows how to do it. Uh, whether it's with the with his with his script or with little sort of like you know like the stuff that he does with the camera and it's just like the way he positions people and the way he sets up his his camera is very is very sort of like you know in jokish and sort of like you know is kind of weird sam rockwell as this captain is is really good <laughs> um he's sort of like a bumbling fool i mean they're all bumbling fools alfie allen who plays his you know sort of uh person sort of below him is very very foolish as well yeah um he's kind of um flamboyant flamboyant yeah um um i feel like 
Because we've mentioned this twice, I feel like we could go into a few spoilers. All right. Okay. If you want to yeah. near the end. All right. So if you haven't seen Jojo Rabbit, turn off it now and then just skip ahead. Yeah. Uh, like a couple of minutes. Um. So what I was thinking is, the the obviously you've seen it now. Yes. What did you think of Stephen Merchant? I thought it was hilarious. I love that scene. I thought it was hilarious. Like just it, it's cartoonish. Yeah, it's cut. You see, there's 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 a moment in that scene where, um, they's talking, uh, they're sort of talking back and forth, and then, and then, someone comes up to Stephen Merchant, and Stephen Merchant's just there, and he looks down in this really cartoonish way. He looks down on him, and I just thought that was that was great. Yeah, I just thought Stephen Merchant as this. Uh, Gestapo officer is just is just kind of fantastic, and the way that they sort of did you know high Hitler like stuff, which is is which when you like look at it, it's like very like shocking, but they make a, a joke out of it, which is really really funny. Yeah. Um, and then also when he goes up to Jojo's room, mm. he looks in and is like, "This is how a ten year old boy's bedroom should look like." Yeah, yeah. That's... Obviously, like. <laughs> very very ironic yeah very very ironic the whole film was very ironic yeah um it's filled with that sort of, it's filled with watiti's uh humor yeah um and i think the boldness that it, he made it he he made it very ex- expressly um especially clear in interviews that he had real trouble trying to get this film off the ground and trying to make it make it especially with like the the depiction of Adolf Hitler and he said and he and he basically said right if no one's else going to do it I'll I'll do it he's not afraid to and that's what I commend him most for that he's not afraid to do an and like a kind of an anti anti nazi anti um you know um uh, was anti fascist uh, satire uh, and it it's very whimsical there's a lot of like kind of like dreamy dreamy sequences yeah. and you know it's it's very the whole first sequence with uh that song um the um the german rendition of uh, beatles is the way that it works with the scene is really really fun it's really fun. you know it's just oh it's just well done to fox well now Disney. now no now searchlight pictures because no. they're kind of off. Because they're kind of off it now. Still Disney. Still kind of Disney. But uh, you know, Fox Searchlight Pictures, congratulated for that that whole that that whole venture because they took a chance on with TT, where other studios might have been very very iffy about it, and managed to get this film distributed, managed to get it out to an audience that love it, uh, and the results are uh, is just if you don't know already, I loved it. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. Everything about it was just so funny. I found it ironic, hilarious at points, very touching, quite sad. Yeah, I think a good thing about Judge Rabbit is it knew when to get quite dark. It knew when to get serious. And obviously the first time, again, spoilers, go up a few minutes if you don't want to hear this. Yeah. The first time they walk past the um, hanging place. Yeah. Um, I was like, oh, that's sad. Yeah. Um, but then the second time you see it is when Jojo is there. Yeah. And obviously his mother has been yeah. hung mm-hmm. for 
being traitorous yeah. towards the Nazi regime. And it's it's absolutely heartbreaking, obviously. Yeah. Because it's like like a, a ten like a ten year old kid is just like his is just seeing his mother there. It's just it kind of like broke me yeah. <laughs> in a bit because this is a young young boy, you know, faced with uh, what it what it was like, and that is the turning point, and that and what he thinks is like is is wrong with with the Nazis and the way he's sort of the 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 ending bit, the ending was very very sweet. Yeah. Um. And you know, it's just his. You know, Davis is very good. Mackenzie, Merchant, Jarrett Hansen, everyone does a really good job. The only one, uh, even Rebel Wilson, in the small time that she gets, is 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 quite funny as this as this German sort of Fraulein teacher. Yeah, because all the adults are very very cartoonish. Yes, they are. So. Rebel did have like one of my favorite lines. It's like I've had eighteen babies for Germany already. <laughs> Cause that, that's that's they gave out awards to people for having children. Yeah, yeah. it's incredibly weird. Yeah, it is. Uh, like it just shows you how really absurd the Nazi regime was as well. Yeah. So the 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 main point is, I'm going to say this now. If this doesn't doesn't sound like if you think that you're going to be quite sensitive to the to the topics that it brings up and you know the the the, the film itself we advise you not don't you know not to watch it but if it is if if the stuff that we've talked about really really does really does um get you like get you sort of like if it wets your whistle if it wets your whistle then please go out and support Jojo Rabbit because we just think it's brilliant right um you have seen uh, since you have seen multiple uh, new films. Uh, one of your films that you've got up here is Bombshell. Yes. What did you think of Bombshell? Well, I thought it was an average movie. Right. Like if you think about everything but the acting in the film, it was average. Mm. It's just a, a normal, by the books, true story film. Yes. But what does bring this to life is the acting in the film. It it Charlize Theron as Megan Kelly. Yeah. Um, amazing. Nicole Kidman as Gretchen Coulson, the one who actually sued mm-hmm. um Roger Allen Roger Ailes, sorry. Um, who was played by John Lithgow here. Perfect casting. <laughs> yeah. Perfect casting. And John Lithgow, I mean, he does look like a like a monster mm-hmm. in this film. Yeah. Like the, the the prosthetics are very very good. Yeah, but I think the standout here weirdly is Margot Robbie. Yeah, so I've been hearing. Uh, what do you like about her? Oh, with just there's a part with a phone call with Kate McKinnon, mm-hmm. and it's just like one of the best scenes in the film. Um, I'm not I'm not sure how much is known about Kate McKinnon's character. Yeah, did you um, know Did you know about the story? Bef- anything about the whole sexual harassment uh, story with Fox I beforehand? Didn't you? Didn't no. So okay, completely new. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, but yeah, I, I okay. I'll I'll say this because it's not very it's not a very big spoiler. Plus, it happened in real life anyway. Yeah, Kate McKinnon plays like a, a lesbian, right? Kind of in Fox, mm-hmm. um, and Margot Robbie um, becomes friends with her. Yeah. And they kind of confide in each other um, quite a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
though it's near the end and there's a phone call between them both and it's 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 really good it's it's the acting in that scene alone is is probably like some of the best mm. from 2019 so i'm i imagine that is probably why margot robbie got that yeah that oscar nomination yeah for that film obviously in the bafta she's nominated twice for the same category <laughs> that's 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 insane i've never i've never i've never heard that before no uh on a side note uh charlie's there on i heard that on a radio show that it's not pronounced Theron. it's mm. thron well i'm gonna keep saying it the way i <laughs> it's weird isn't it yeah you don't really uh, you know that you know it, you get one spelling in your head and you think it's that they're on Theron. i don't i don't yeah. I don't think I want to stop saying Theron, though. I don't um, think she minds. <laughs> yeah, to be fair, what she's going to do, cry into her money. <laughs> because, because you know, everybody knows her as Charlize Theron. That's what everybody's been calling her for forever, really. Yeah. Uh, since since she started where But this is her producer. This is, uh, she helped produce this. Uh, uh, also Margot Robbie. And also Margot Robbie. They've, they've teamed up for this one. Uh, it's just a good sort of, like, uh, you know, like, act, you know, acting, like acting sort of masterclass, really. Yeah. Um, you know, although like the film around it is not very remarkable, uh, the acting holds it up, which is nice. Yeah. So there's like this scene, right? Uh, um, it's in, in the quotes. I imagine that people have seen this in the trailer. Mm. Um. So Kayla goes to um, Kate McKinnon's Jess car. She's named in the film. Yeah. Um, she goes to her house and she sees um, posters up of Hillary Clinton. Yeah. So she's like, kind of like a, a secret Democrat mm-hmm. working in Fox. Right. Um, and I love the uh, little thing where Kayla's like, I'm not a lesbian. And then uh, Kate McKenna's character's like, I'm, I'm not a Democrat. No. She has like posters. <laughs> like they're both kind of like struggling with identity in fox yeah um because they both don't really fit in the company as it stands um with roger ailes obviously mm. and um bill o'reilly yeah so i got sued mm-hmm. um, no it sounds like quite a fascinating watch it is but i <laughs> i've kind of have to do this because there was another film that was kind of just as good just as good. Yes. All right. And that was Michael B. Jordan and uh, Jamie Foxx. Yeah. In Just Mercy. So if you don't know, this is the sort of uh, the story of uh, Ben. Uh, oh, what was his name? Uh, ben Brian Stevenson. Brian Stevenson. That's the one I got yeah. those mixed out. Um, Brian Stevenson, who's um, who basically was sort of sent into a. Uh, uh, be sort of the defendant of a man who was put onto death row. Well, he wasn't sent to do it. He was, he wanted to do he it. He wanted himself. to do it himself. He started up a company called Equal Justice yeah. Inquiries or something like that. Something EJI, yeah. basically. It's based, well, it's based, it's based on his novel. Yes. Uh, of the same name. What did you think of it? I thought this was very, very good. Right. Um, it wasn't an average movie like the other one, um, but the acting was just as good. Mm-hmm. Um, Michael B. Jordan um, was really good. There was another person, Herbert Richardson, Rob Morgan. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. He was extremely good in the film. There is a scene where it's, 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 I struggle to know whether to give these like little things away because it is like a book and it's a real life story. So. Mm. Yeah. And um, basically Rob Morgan is um just about to go out to be executed. Right. And it's an incredible tension build up mm-hmm. um, of like just seeing this man who's about to die um, go up to the chair, get like inside the chair and like yeah. tightened up. It's it's sad, obviously. Yeah. Um, And a lot of, well, not a lot. I think out of 10 people, one person in that was um innocent. Mm. Um, from people who had been executed in the past. Yeah. Um, out of ten people, ten percent of those uh, ended up being innocent. Yeah. Um, or proven innocent in the end. Mm. And obviously, our character we find out uh, is innocent. Obviously, we knew that already. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it it's not only the tension that builds up it's it's also finding out how uh, obviously we want Jamie Foxx's character Walter McKinnon to Walter McKinnon mm. Walter McMillan yeah to uh, live and to get free yeah um and Brie Larson in this mm. also very very good yes I've I've heard I've heard good things we love Brie Larson yeah and it doesn't everybody um, not a lot, not a lot of people do. <laughs> she's very um, she's very divisive. Uh, she is unfortunately. Mm, I like her. Um, she has a lot of opinions. Yeah. Some people wouldn't like them to come out, but no. I I I really enjoy Brie Larson. Yeah. Um, in this film, um, I think obviously she has had better performances. Obviously, Room. Yes. Which is an amazing film. It's just her best. I think. I think that's possibly her best film. Yeah. Um, uh, by mile. I mean, as much as I like Captain Marvel, it's not gonna mm. top that list. But, uh, but Room is very, very good. Yeah. Yeah. Not the Room. Not the Room, room. which I've seen, and it's brilliant. Um. So yeah, Just Mercy. It's very, very good. Mm. Yeah. It's. It's. It's, it's a very important film. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we don't have the death penalty now. Obviously, yeah, um, not in America or in a lot of first world countries. Um, obviously, there is places where that still happens, um, but it, it it shines a light on what used to happen in prisons in the past because you don't really hear a lot about um, the prison system, even in the present. Obviously, you don't hear how how life is in that in that um cut off no place because it even if like it, it, especially for an innocent person because mm-hmm. if you're innocent and you've 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 not done anything yeah you're gonna just like feel like the world is fully against you yes if you go to a prison yeah something you fully haven't done mm-hmm and I think this it this captures like his um indifference to that situation as well, really well. Yeah, yeah. But um no, sounds sounds really good. 
Yeah. Uh, I would just like to flag up very, very quickly. I'm not sure how much time we have left, but I want to uh, flag up very, very quickly. I saw the uh, documentary a couple of days ago, American Factory. Yes. Uh, uh, which is um, is on Netflix, uh, distributed by Netflix, but also help financed and uh, made uh, by the help of uh, the Obamas. Yeah. Um, so basically, this is 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 a story about a GM uh, plant in Dayton, Ohio, which uh, closed uh, due to the 2008 recession and then resurfaced as uh, the big uh, uh, Chinese conglomerate uh, glass company called Fuyao uh, takes over in a, in about in about 2012. 2011, 2012. and it's basically about the the tensions that arise uh, and the culture clash that happens between the American workers and the and the high and the Chinese higher ups because they because they employ like two thousand Americans and about three hundred Chinese people to work to work for them so they're working side by side basically they're they're learning sort of new people that come in are learning how to how to make how to do how to make the glass and how to sort of properly do it and they're having problems with the chinese because they have a very different culture yeah. uh they do sort of like mass production very very differently to what the americans does and it gets very heated there's stuff about stuff about unions and uh uh cropping up uh, and you know China, uh, you know, is very sort of like secretive country, so they don't really tell much like the like the Americans very much of what they're doing with their other parts and their other parts of the the factory. And it's very, it's it's quite eye opening to see such a culture clash anywhere on film, whether it be a feature film or documentary it's just it's just fascinating it's just to see like the dichotomy of like how it work, how like factory how factory workers you know do the producing and then intercut that with like people trying to talk to an american trying to communicate with a chinese and not getting frustrated when they can't get through to them they don't understand each other that's part of it and then when the workers realize what the higher ups the Chinese sort of bosses are trying to do it, it will get it's very it was very heated and very difficult. Uh and I just sort of felt that. I just felt that on on all on all sides of it. China is a very secretive country anyway, and it's just and it's hard to sort of pin them down when it comes to their sort of like manufacture, how they how they how they do things. But it's very different. Um it's very eye opening and uh it's I I suggest you go and take a look. It's called American Factory, and that is on Netflix. Yes. I will flag up one more film, actually. Um, This one is called A Fall from Grace. Yes. It's a Netflix film Mm -hmm. with Tyler Perry. Yes. Um, I'm not going to recommend you watch it at all. Right. It was quite terrible, in my opinion. It didn't look very good from the trailer. No, I thought I'd give it a go, literally just because it's on Netflix. I can just put it on and... yeah. It, 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 I wish I had. It wasn't good, was it? No, no, it didn't look good. I Tyler Perry is like because it was made by his like his own company. Yeah, he obviously directed it and starred in it. Um, I've uh, you know I'm not I'm not sure like if it's like the projects that he picks or whether he's 
well, wants, wants to do something. Most of the time, these are his own projects that he's bringing up himself. Mm, yeah. I mean, obviously, Medea was a massive franchise that spawned loads and loads of sequels. Yeah. Not massive in the terms of, like, it made a lot of money, as in the terms of, like, it kept its audience for quite a while. Yeah. Um, but this film was shot very fast. It was shot in five days, and you can tell that it's five, very rushed. Five days. <laughs> it's incredibly rushed. Yeah. It's, it's not good. No. It turns out just being a mess. It's, I guess it's supposed to be edgy as well, but it's really not. No, yeah. Uh, there's nothing worse than trying to be edgy when you're not. It's it's just comes out as like very, very, very juvenile. Yeah, and very dumb. <laughs> this movie's dumb. <laughs> no movie. Yeah. Um. Simply put. But yeah, so it's just about a woman who um, kills her ex-husband after he does some things that are very very naughty yeah um and she's just driven to madness kind of right um by like when you see her in uh being interviewed by the lawyer um i saw two courtroom dramas in in the space of a day um <laughs> yeah uh, when you see her with the lawyer she's just like fully she looks kooky mm-hmm she looks like she's done with life. Yeah. And she just wants to get it over with. Right. And, I mean, it just wasn't good. No. <laughs> I can't even praise the acting that much because it was very average. It was so average that you can't even dignify that with any sort of comment. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, because it was. I can uh, mention Crystal Fox, the the main yeah, woman. Yeah, one plays Grace. But well, no, she's the one who plays the lawyer. I'm pretty sure. Oh, is it a lawyer? Oh no, that is Grace. That's um, Grace, isn't it? I forgot what the name of the lawyer is. I don't care. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> I, I don't really care. <laughs> no. It's not good. See it if you want to see it. Yeah. Um, but thirty three meta score. Hopefully. Yeah pushes you away from that yeah i don't i don't i don't i don't recommend this at all you can go and watch it if you want i'm not saying don't watch it but yeah. you know if you know if if you want to have fun with it and be my guest i'm not gonna watch it so maybe do a drinking game maybe do a <laughs> drinking game and what though how can you do a, how can you do a drinking game drink whenever what someone says or does something weird drink whenever you want the movie to end <laughs> <laughs> that's good you that's good You'll end. Yeah. Very, very alcohol poisoned. Yeah. Fair enough. All right. That's all. That is all. That's all, folks. Yes. Yes. Um, thank you for tuning in to this Have You Seen It podcast. Uh, we've we've had fun uh, talking about the box office, uh, so having uh, some discussion about uh, reviews. Uh, we've talked of mainly about Jojo Rabbit, uh, a little bit on American Factory and... Um, uh, I forgot what your other one was. Uh, just mercy. Just mercy. That's the one. Um, and you know, it's 
it's been it's been good. So please um, stay tuned uh, for next week, where we go over more of the box office, have uh, have uh, have more more releases to share with you, and uh, hopefully, if all things go to plan, I'll be talking about uncut gems, which I'm very excited to see. And hopefully, if all goes to plan, Ellis will be back next week. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, because he's not been with us for the past couple, couple, couple of episodes, and we'd like to have him back. Yes. Uh, so it'll be it'll be nice to have him back next week if he's if he is available. But uh, that is a goodbye from me and a goodbye from me. Thank you very much for listening. Goodbye. Oh no! Is it over? Well, don't worry because if you head on over to Demon FM Podcasts on Anchor, you can listen to all of our other podcasts as well as keep an ear out for any new episodes. You can also find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and more. Go on, have a listen. I support you.